The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Spooky Fjord. Welcome to a place. I thought you would have gone with the Monster Mash. Oh. He did the mash. mash. He did the <laughs> Monster, monster Mash. <laughs> um, as Halloween approaches, uh, I thought I would look in our dear old capital of Dublin and gi- give you a rundown of the most haunted places in the city. Oh, okay. So this is a very time specific edition yes. of Travel Tuesday. It is indeed. Um, it is worth bearing in mind that obviously we invented Halloween here in Ireland. Yes. The Americans then created an entire festival and then the Irish decided, ooh, we like what they've done. So they've readopted it back. And so the Halloween today is a version of the US. Yeah, exactly. Like it, it's it's ours, but we celebrate it the way they do the it. The Americans do. Yes. And, but Dublin... I will say this. A pumpkin is easier to carve than a turnip. It is indeed. I give the Americans that. Well, the Hard to hollow out a turnip. Yeah, and I guarantee you the Celts didn't have the kind of knife skills that, or maybe they did, I don't know, that yeah. we do now. Um, Dublin, listen, this is the city that gave us Bram Stoker, that uh, gave us uh, Lefanu Sheridan, you know, the masters of the Gothic novel, yes. the Gothic horror. Um, let's start with, like, what is the most notoriously haunted place is the Hellfire Club in Rathfarnham. Yeah, I don't actually know anything about okay, this. So, so it's, it's on Montpellier Hill? On Montpellier Hill. No, no, no. Montpellier Hill is, is the one. Oh, it is Montpellier it. Hill in oh, Rathfarnham. So what it was was an, a hunting lodge, okay? And it was built in the Georgian era. But the stones used in its construction were taken from a nearby Neolithic tomb. Oh. So this is important. You can't be doing that. Don't be messing with the dead. Yeah, it's exactly. like ancient Indian burial ground so, stuff. Have they never seen a 90s teenage movie? <laughs> I know. So according to legend, it angered the local spirits and led to the early death of its owner, William Connolly. And this is only four years after it was completed in 1725. William Connolly, of course, was the Speaker of the House. Oh, of Commons, so who also, uh, Castletown uh, House, the largest House. Palladian mansion in Ireland. Yes, indeed. Uh, William Connolly. Then the building passed into the hands of Richard Parsons, who reputedly dabbled in black magic. Oh, this is going from bad to worse for the Hellfire Club. So he was the founder of the hell, of the actual Hellfire Club, which basically it was a license to engage in all kinds of debauchery. And uh, the well-meaning, you know, the, the burgers of Dublin at the time, horrified by what was going on in this club, of course, added, oh, all kinds okay. of black magic. So this is kind of like Eyes Wide Shut, that Stanley Kubrick yes. movie. But, oh, yeah, yeah, very uh, much so. But in the 18th century. And, and one of the stories, of the many stories about uh, the debauchery of Richard Parsons and his friends was that the devil appeared at one of their card games and uh, he escaped through the roof when someone spotted that he had hooves instead of feet. The exact same story they tell in Loftus Hall on the Hook Peninsula. Yeah, which is now closed and pending reopening as a luxury hotel. Yes, I know. Yeah, I know. Um, so then, so so that's that's the Hellfire Club. The Kilmainham Jail. Is that come spooky as, as well? Should come as no surprise that it is. It has uh, haunted legends. Okay. Now, like, obviously, this is where the leaves of the Easter Rising were imprisoned and executed. Um, so None le- of them are haunting it, are they? Well... It's the prisoners. People, I think you'd be cancelled for that. I don't think you can. No, have God, no. The ghost kind of Parker politically Pierce relevant or, or James ghosts. Connolly. Poor old Jim Connolly. They mm. strapped him to a chair because of his injuries and then executed him. Um, no legend 
has it that if you, on a visit, and if you really pay careful attention, you can hear the disembodied footsteps of parading soldiers, cell door slamming, and even the flickering of the chapel lights. Mm. Yeah. The, the, I'm, that's weak haunting. Okay. I'm flickering gonna... lights is weak haunting. Yeah, it is a bit. It is. You know and, what I mean? I know anyone It's a draft. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I want something really kind of skin crawling, something terrifying, Fiona. Oh, God. Not kind know. of, oh, I, I can hear a door closing in the distance. The next I mean, it's story. a tourist attraction. There's doors open and closing <laughs> well, all the day next long. One, the next one is more of a, a sweet haunting than a, oh, than okay. a really ghoulish okay. one. So, Glasnevin Cemetery, uh, Ireland's largest cemetery, one and a half million souls, more than the population of Dublin. Great tourist um, attraction. It's an well. amazing tourist attraction. I lived attraction. across from it and we used to go over all of the time. Yeah, brilliant. it's brilliant. So, one of the souls is uh, that of ship's captain John McNeil Boyd, who died in 1861 during a sea rescue. And his faithful Newfoundland dog had accompanied the sea rescue and then came back. And when he was buried... The dog lay on the newly interred grave and didn't move, didn't eat, didn't drink. Such was his heartbreak for his lost master and then eventually died. And he starved to death. Yes, he starved himself to death out of grief and love for his master. Um, And so much so that uh, the dog's ghost apparently still roams the cemetery at night. And uh, he's also been sighted near the statue of Boyd that's in St. Patrick's Cathedral. Wow. Mm, so there Incredible. you go. Yeah. I like that story. Yeah, that's a nice one. And uh, so the pub that is attached or virtually attached to the cemetery is the Gravediggers, John yes. Kavanagh. Uh, an, an amazing traditional pub that does beautiful tapas in the lounge next door. So it does. Yeah, yeah I know. Good. Now, the tapas isn't haunted. or um, <laughs> so, and, and obviously it's known as the Gravediggers because Gravediggers uh, would go to it on when their shifts would finish and get a pint. However, it is said, okay, that of the million plus Irish souls who are buried next door, one elderly gentleman in a tweed suit sips his pint quietly before disappearing through the wall back to his resting place in the cemetery. Wow. So much so that people and tourists will do this. They will buy a pint and just leave it at the end of the bar. No way. Yeah, really? yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's kind of a, like, I don't mean it's a tradition that everybody does because, I mean, for all the people who visit, the grave diggers. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it would be like the place to be just... And what local alcoholic dreamt of this? <laughs> I was just going to say, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll take that one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You have um, to leave a pint at the end of a bar, yeah. Here's one, the Brazen Head. Well known in Dublin as the oldest pub in the yeah, city. Yeah, just over, just as, well, again, I'm, I'm imagining myself coming from where I used to live in Glasnevin, just over the river, I was about Indeed, to say, beside Christchurch Cathedral, yeah, so, basically. Yeah, so look, 12th century Brazen Head, known as the oldest pub in Dublin. It's also where Robert Emmett plotted the 1803, the ill-fated uprising that led to his hanging and quarter. I didn't know that. Yes. And so much so, right? So the story goes, and it's pretty gory in fairness, that so he was hung, drawn and quartered up the hill from the Brazen Head by the church whose name now escapes me that's on Thomas Street. Yeah. And just in front of it. And the blood from the quartering ran down the hill. St. Aidan's. No, 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 no. St. Alden's is, that's the old, that's to the other side. No, this is up on Thomas Street. There's an old, and what was in the Georgian times, like a really popular church in Dublin. It's been, it's, it's next, it's, yeah, it's on Thomas Street. You know it if you saw it, you know, you can, you can't miss it. Anyway, but the story goes that the blood from the quartering ran down the hill to the Brazen Head. Down near Vicker Street? 
Yes. Yes. The pub that's just there before yes. you get to, or the, 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 church. the church that's just before you get to Vicar Street. Anyway, but ran down to the watering hole. It's great hole. radio, isn't it? Two I know. People just you just to, constantly interrupting me. Two trying to remember <laughs> The somewhere. name of the church. And, uh, and apparently it said that yeah. if you are, like, I was going to say that St. if you St. Catherine's sti- Church. There you go. All right. Yeah. St. Catherine's Church. That's the exact one. So, and if you stick around at closing time, some people have said that they've seen the ghost of Robert Emmett sitting at the bar. And now it is worth pointing out that at, you don't at, have to buy him a pint as well. No, that, that same closing time up at the gravediggers goes down and has an early pint in the in the brazen head, does he? The next place, Malahide Castle. Again, great family destination. Yeah. But so this is the home of the Talbot family for like eight hundred years, and um, so it's got resident ghosts plural. There's the Courchester Puck. Um, Miles Corbett, who's one of the regicides who signed the execution order of Charles I in 1649, and the white lady who reportedly leaves her painting to wander the corridors and rooms of the castle. Then there's another ghost, okay? This is like multiple ghosts in one place. How did Miles Corbett end up haunting Malahide Castle? Did he come here then after yeah. after the restoration? Yeah. I guess so, yeah, or maybe escaped. But he yeah. was, weren't they all, all the signatories of the execution order were all rounded up and killed. They were all hunted down. Some yeah. of them had gone to the States, kind of to New That's, England yeah. and places like that. But yeah. But this one here, this is, so here's one for you. Do you want to hear a sad story? Lord Galtrim, okay? Yeah. He was killed on his wedding day in 1429, only for his bride-to-be, Maud Plunkett, marry his rival who also was the reputed killer of poor old Lord Galtrim. So he roams the corridors like groaning in anguish and occasionally meets ghostly Maud who is busy chasing her second husband after one of their fights. And that is a brilliant haunted story of Malahide Castle. That is a great story. We were talking about churches. You've got a church next, actually. St. Mickens. Now, have you ever been to the basement or the vaults at the bottom of St. Mickens? No, so this is near the Capuchins. Yes. Isn't it? Yeah, so it's on Church Street. It's the other side of Of the the bar. Yeah. You've got the the law library is in between, isn't it? Well, as someone who did law, you would know that. I don't. Anyway, it's around there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, up there. Yeah, up Church Street. And so St. Mickens Church, which is, again, one of the oldest churches in Dublin. And so so it's a ninth century church and there is a like a very cold and eerie vault below it. OK, so it has several caskets and includes four figures. The mummified remains of four figures. Wow, okay? OK. The thief. And we only know he's a thief because his hands and feet are missing. As punishment. Yes. They were cut off. Exactly. Okay. The nun. How do we know? We don't know. The crusader, who's a six foot man, who they say may have participated in the sack of Constantinople in oh, 1204. incredible. Yeah. And here's the, and then this one here, the unknown, who's just an anonymous female. The unknown. <laughs> and these four figures. Anyway, and also uh, here are the very well-preserved bodies of John and Henry Shears, who were executed after the 1798 rebellion. And it is said that Bram Stoker... Re- visited the crypt and was inspired to buy the visits to the crypt to create the most famous coffin dweller in literature. Um, I know people can go on all these tours to different places, uh, you mentioned, but there's one more. Hidden Dublin Walks, the Haunted History Walking Tour, the Gravedigger Ghost Bus Tour, um, Do Dublin Tours, which is the Dublin Bus ones, the Ghost Bus Tour, and then Sandemans have the Dublin Dark Side Tour. These are all kind of... Now, they run throughout the year. 
and generally in the evening times. And they're great, you know, and, and, and they'll do. And, and Dublin of a winter's evening lends itself to spookiness, you know, because the wet cobblestones and if someone puts on an eerie voice and goes in right here. Yeah. I've never stuff. been on them, but I've been in the grave diggers when the ghostbuster has arrived, and? and it's a bit of crack, all right. So, and the lads who kind of run it are kind of uh, done up in the yeah. in suitable garb and everything. Well, and generally, it is like if you dressed in olden days and clothes. I've had to rob a load of pints that have been left at the end of the bar yeah, for that for ghost. <laughs> and it is, it's worth like I th- look if you if you like that, and the stories are great. It's yes. really about the stories, and the stories are well told, and all of these tours are a lot of good fun. Can I just, I I realise we've been focusing on Dublin, but I would be remiss if I didn't talk about maybe the most haunted castle in the whole world. Never mind just, Leap Castle in Offaly. I've never heard of this place. Okay, so, (laughs) like, it's got like a history that reads like, like five episodes of Game of Thrones. Right. Like bloodshed, mayhem, betrayal, the red wedding, exactly, yeah. So, lots Lots of people have lost their lives in this castle over the centuries. And uh, so, n- notably, those who betrayed the historical owners. You, If you visit, you could spot the Red Lady, who's been seen carrying a dagger through the corridors. And these two young girls called Emily and Charlotte, who who play in the hallway. And it's a bit like... I yes. know what you're going to say. Like um, yes. uh, Red Rum. What am I thinking? Red Rum. Oh, Red God. Rum. The, the Shining, shining The yes. Shining. Like yeah. the, exactly, like the two girls in The Shining. And so what you see them is either, if you do get to see them, you see them either playing in the hallways or falling from the battlements. Yeah, because uh, she Emily was thrown from the battlements at the age of 11. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely ghoulish place. And, and the bloodiness. It's a bit like, you know, in the first episode of, or the second episode of Game of Thrones, when... When the poor boy, he's he's up in the tower and he's thrown from the tower and he ends up. Oh, when he spots the Lannister siblings. The Lannister you know, siblings. Getting to know each other. Position. Yeah. Yes. But Leap Castle in Offaly is, is uh, prides itself on being, or I don't know if it prides, but it definitely, it, it, it really goes about the business of being the most haunted castle in the world. Loftus House. Bran? Is Loftus that who got thrown off? Bran. There yeah. you are. Very good. Yeah. That's the one. But as I said, look, Dublin Halloween obviously lends itself to, you know, those ghoulish stories. It's a very old city. It's got medieval elements. Um, it's got Bram Stoker, of course, but it's got some great stories. It does. Yeah. And the stories are what make those type of tours. Uh, so uh, lots of great recommendations uh, there. Fionn Davenport, thank you as always. And we'll talk to you again at the same time next week. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.